Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I know what they're trying to do, and everybody's for the equality competition. That's not the issue, but the IHSAA already had that in place. I don't think you understand what the issue is, former Mayor Ballard of Indianapolis. And uh, let's dig in a little deeper. Why are you commenting on this subject? We needed to hear from the former mayor of Indianapolis of what he thought about House Bill 1041 and the override that should be taking place tomorrow. House Bill 1041, talking about uh, transgender athletes in, in, in high school sports. And the reason for this legislation is quite simple. Children cannot determine their own gender. Schools cannot be allowed to codify such decisions. And the IHSAA, the Indiana High School Athletic Association, has not been perfect on this subject. And they are not the final arbiter. Parents, taxpayers, citizens are. I don't know why that's so difficult. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what's going on? On, uh, you know, I keep saying on Facebook, I'm so used to it. We're moving everything over to locals. Find it all at TonyKatz.com, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, TonyKatz.com. Pretty soon, everything is going to be in this new community where we have total control, and we're going to have free content, we're going to have subscriber content, and it's going to be it's going to be phantasmal, my people. It's going to be phantasmal. Mayor Ballard, Greg Ballard, I I was very surprised to hear his name. He's in town for the Indy 500. Which, uh, uh, by the way, can we discuss the speed, people? Holy McSpeed of the Indy 500. I'll, I'll, I'll get into that. But he wants to comment on the idea of 1041 and says uh, that, the, that we should be having legislation to stop boys saying they're girls and participating in sports is unnecessary. Unfortunately, I think they're probably going to override the veto. I hope that they don't, but because this was an unnecessary bill. I love his thoughts on unnecessary, and he gave a little bit of that here. The IHSAA has been on top of this for years. There's no precipitating incident whatsoever. Uh, there seems to be a law that's made up. And then he followed up here. Passing a law, an unnecessary law, that's not what Republicans are supposed to do, who profess to be for limited government, which I am for all also. And I, I just don't understand why they're doing this. It's, uh, it's an interesting one to punch, one that I'd like to break down for you. Because uh, the former mayor misses greatly in his approach and forgets uh, the very concept of conservatism in wanting to conserve uh, certain values. I won't disagree that the idea of there ought to be a law is not a very conservative principle. But there ought to be a standard and boundaries and rules is very much a conservative principle. One that I stand behind. One that makes it clear to me why I'm a conservative. Standards matter. It's not that things don't change and don't morph, but they don't go by whim. They don't go by mob. They go over time. Over time is what is needed because that's how culture is built over time. And you may argue that's not fast enough, and I'll argue to you that's the point. 
The point is, you don't do anything with too much speed. You take your time. People get comfortable, and they build, and they go, and they grow. So when he talks about the IHSAA... The IHSAA has been on top of this for years. There's no precipitating incident whatsoever. Uh, There seems to be a law that's made up. I don't know what precipitating incident you want, although the IHSAA has said that they have granted at least one waiver before that allows someone to play in a sport that is not uh, of, of their gender. So there's a problem. Secondly, there was nothing that required an IHSAA to begin with. Wait a second. You could survive without an IHSAA. You couldn't, two schools couldn't figure out how to play each other in football? Come on. Of course they could. I would argue they had done it before an IHSAA. That there's nothing precipitating it, meaning there, there, you feel that there was no need for it. Well, that's a very interesting point of view. I would argue there are a lot of things happening nationwide that clearly show a need for it, including a level of wokeness in schools that is downright horrific, including these trending moves across the country that are flat out dangerous. It is obvious to anybody who is paying attention that there is a desire amongst far too many to indoctrinate kids into, into this uh, idea of, of being another gender, pushing them into it, cultivating it. It's not just me talking about it, and I'll get to that in a second. You're for limited government? Passing a law, an unnecessary law, that's not what Republicans are supposed to do, who profess to be for limited government, which I am for all, also. And I, I just don't understand why they're doing this. Because children can't decide their own gender and children have to be protected. Of course you understand why they're doing this. Unless you really don't, in which case nobody's had this conversation with you. In which case I wonder why you're now speaking about it to news outlets as if somehow you've got a totality of the knowledge. I must admit, I don't know why it is that Mayor Ballard is having this conversation. It bothers me just because of the oppressive nature of it. Because it's completely unnecessary. The oppressive nature comes from the other side, and this is where the divide is. And I must say again, I find it untenable. Is that the right word? Or I just find it blank and gross that someone would think that it's oppressive to tell a boy who says they're a girl, you can't play in girl sports. And yet it's fine to tell a girl she can't play in girl sports. That's messed up. That's the oppressive part. That's the part I oppose. Boy makes a decision, a choice for themselves. You tell me I'm not supposed to get involved? Okay, I don't get involved. But now that choice is supposed to impact a girl who just wants to play volleyball or swim or do track or whatever else. And she's just supposed to lay back and take it. That's Gross. That's the oppressive nature of it. What is Mayor Ballard talking about? I believe that he has never once thought of the other side of the conversation. He has never once asked himself, who else is oppressed here? And why does somebody's decision get to oppress these girls? Why are these girls supposed to just take punch after punch after punch to the face? And when they don't want to take it, they're called bigots. They're not bigots. 
They're young women, they're athletes, and they deserve some damn respect. I don't know why Mayor Ballard isn't giving it to them. I don't know why Governor Holcomb isn't giving it to them. But this is exactly why it needs to be overridden tomorrow. Some national organization says you should look at this. It's going to make you look good back at home. That's not the way to be governing. They should be governing what's the best thing to do for the state of Indiana in the long term. And this this is not it. Just as an uh, an overarching question, is Greg Ballard running for governor? Now, I, I thought Ballard had moved to the Carolinas. I thought he was retired and, and, and finished. Well, I don't know. Uh, I would argue that vetoing this legislation was not best for Indiana. Indiana speaking clearly and saying we protect kids is the best thing for Indiana. Indiana saying clearly that we protect girls in sports and all over the place is the best thing for Indiana. Indiana saying clearly we don't think you should be mean or rude or disrespectful to kids who are having questions and issues. I think that's absolutely positively right. But good Lord, is, Jim ba- is, is Greg Ballard absolutely wrong? It's the second time I've called him Jim. I don't know why I keep calling him Jim. But let me now share with you a little bit about Bill Maher, who started discussing something this weekend, something that you and I have been discussing for a year now. The trendiness of declaring oneself transgender and this idea that what we're seeing somehow is normal and not just indoctrination, when, of course, clearly it's indoctrination. And that, Greg Ballard, that, Eric Holcomb, is worth fighting. So let me share some of this with you. And you're going to be like, wait, this is Bill Maher? Yeah. Yeah, it is. We may disagree on a series of political things, but, man, the things we agree on. And it's okay to ask questions about something that's very new and involves children. The answer can't always be that anyone from a marginalized community is automatically right, trump card, mic drop, end of discussion. Because we're literally experimenting on children. Maybe that's why Sweden and Finland have stopped giving puberty blockers to kids. Because we just don't know much about the long-term effects. Although common sense should tell you that when you reverse the course of raging hormones, there's going to be problems. We do know it hinders the development of bone density, which is kind of important if you like having a skeleton. They don't ever accept, ever accept the science, the danger that we're doing to children, and allowing children to engage in surgeries, the self-mutilation. This is not something to be proud of. This is not a society that's advancing. This is highly regressive, highly oppressive. Let Mayor Greg Ballard answer that one. Fertility and the ability to have an orgasm seem also to be affected. This isn't just a lifestyle decision. It's medical. Weighing trade-offs is not bigotry. Yet when a book questioning the sudden uptick in transitioning children was released, a trans lawyer with the ACLU named Chase Strangio tweeted, stopping the circulation of this book and these ideas is 100% a hill I will die on. How very civil liberties of him. You've heard me talk about the valueless nature of the ACLU. 
because they don't value civil liberties. The book in question is Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters from Abigail Schreier, which I have mentioned here numerous times. It is about what's trendy. It is about girls doing this and claiming to be boys and boys doing this, claiming to be girls, because it gets them attention. There isn't just this wide swath of all of a sudden transgender kids. And Bill Maher does a very good job of explaining this. Chase, by the way, has just been named one of the grand marshals of this year's New York City Pride March, along with three other trans people and a lesbian. Huh. What's missing here? Oh, right, a gay man. <laughs> That's where we are now. Gay men aren't hip enough for the gay pride parade. <laughs> Compared to trans, gay is practically cis, and cis is practically Mormon. <laughs> And this is a phenomenon we need to take into account when we look at this issue. Yes, part of the rise in LGBT numbers is from people feeling free enough to tell it to a pollster, and that's all to the good. But some of it is, it's trendy. Penis equals man, okay, boomer. <laughs> Remember, the prime directive of every teen is anything to shock and challenge the squares who brought you up. It's why nobody gets a nose ring at 56. <clears throat> yes, you find yourself agreeing with Bill Maher. And you can't believe it. You can't believe how on point he is. Maybe it's because this has nothing to do with politics and has everything to do with rational thought. Maybe, just maybe, it's so easy to see that so much of this is indoctrination-based and trendy. And it's so amazing to watch the people who want to destroy you for questioning any part of it because this fetish is their desire. And it is a fetish. I'm not talking about kids who have confusion. I'm talking about adults who want to push them into it. The adults that very often these kids need to be protected from. And if you haven't noticed that with kids doing something for the likes is more important than their own genitals, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> Dr. Erica Anderson is a prominent 71-year-old clinical psychologist who is herself transgender and who now says, I think it's gone too far. The LA Times summarizes, she's come to believe that some children identifying as trans are falling under the influence of their peers and social media. If you attend a small dinner party of typically very liberal upper-income Angelinos, it is not uncommon to hear parents who each have a trans kid having a conversation about that. What are the odds of that happening in Youngstown, Ohio? If this spike in trans children is all natural, why is it regional? Either Ohio is shaming them or California is creating them. It's It's like that day we suddenly all needed bottled water all the time. <laughs> if we can't admit that in certain enclaves there is some level of trendiness to the idea of being anything other than straight, then this is not a serious science-based discussion. It's a blow being struck in the culture wars using children as cannon fodder.
And I don't think children should be used as cannon fodder. And this is why Greg Ballard is wrong. And this is why Eric Holcomb is wrong. And this is why the General Assembly should override the veto of House Bill 1041 and make it the law of the land or the law of Indiana. More and more people speaking openly and freely about the problems that we're seeing is better. The kids, they should be treated well and protected very often from themselves. I've got more. I'm Tony Katz.